here today not just to talk about the future of this company. We're here to talk about its destiny. We're here to talk about the end of the world. We stand on the brink of Armageddon, diseases for which we have no cure. Fundamentalist states who call for our destruction, nuclear powers over which we have no control. And even if we navigate these dangerous waters, we face other, even more inevitable threats. Global warming will melt the polarized gaps within 80 years, flooding 90% of all habitable areas on Earth. Unchecked population growth will overtake food production in less than 50 years, leading to famine and war. This is not conjecture. This is fact. One way or another, our world is coming to an end. Now the question is, will we end with it? What do you propose? I propose that we end the world, but on our terms. shit up underwater buds yeah bud don't blow all up on that ass buds <laughs> <laughs> damn bud <laughs> welcome back friends to the joe blow horror show don't you know 
I am your hostess with the mostest, cold-blooded, a.k.a. Boss Tuna. And with me, as always, is everybody's favorite swamp donkey, the square hammer, the neat tickler, the honey-haired bitch, the beard, chia pet growing, Mr. Tibu Andy Gator, herbal enchanter, dart ripping extraordinaire. What's up, buddy? Wow. I don't, I mean... I don't give myself that kind of intro on the nightclub. Thank you. I, I I know you go hard sometimes and you give me a few names, but that felt extra special. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I'm doing really fucking good. There was because... two fingers and a fist with that <laughs> one. You were giving me the old stinky, uh, stinky, sneakly, sneaky stinker. I don't know what to call it. Yeah. Oh, um... We're going to call, we're going to call it the soft and quiet and then the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting i'm getting stunk snuck tonight you, just, by you could just say just call it the calm before the storm right? <laughs> yeah that's right well that and that's Sprinkle why i'm excited the shower because tonight we are not doing this episode alone we are five deep in the summer under the umbrella in this resident evil franchise retrospective this massive undertaking that we do every fucking summer on the joe blow horror show we're five deep man and tonight we're joined by two amazing special guests. We are. We are. We're coming up on the penultimate episode of our retrospective, our summer under the umbrella with Resident Evil Retribution. We have two very special guests with us. We have uh, Santa Claus is in the house. Um, <laughs> might have heard some jingle bells jingling and, and some ho ho hoes up there. And, and you know, we're not talking about Tibu's uh, latest slam piece. <laughs> We are talking ho ho about- ho! Don't you know? <laughs> we are talking about 2022's most profitable DraftKings fantasy football superstar, Mister Trevor woo. Jordan Blanchard. Woo, woo. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, Fixie's playground, bitch. What? Yeah, what, what's going on, Trevor? How you been? Welcome back to the show. Uh, it, it actually. You were only on a couple episodes before we started this 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 grueling journey of of the Resident Evil franchise. That's right. That's right. I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Happy to talk about some summer under the umbrella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, for our hashtag Patreon episode or uh, uh, members, <laughs> I'm going to give a little hint to who our next guest is. So you can see my shot glass says Jägermeister on it. Yes, uh, and you can <laughs> see a bottle of Jägermeister that is this full. <laughs> Let's go. This was purchased in the spring of 2021, I believe. Oh my specifically god! Specifically for this episode uh, or this mm-hmm. this this co-host. So before we mm. even get to the titty twister, uh, <laughs> I will be doing some drinking and driving, driving the <laughs> podcast. That is because I might know somebody that actually can wire me if I get in trouble, but. Well, you know what? It's the end of the world, so who cares? It is. It is. It is. <laughs> so, so to our our secret guest that will be released here in a minute. Oh yeah, motherfucker! I oh moly! <laughs> it's there's a reason it, that it burns, don't it? Two thirds full. Um, yeah, it, it burns and it hurts. It does, but it's <laughs> so good. It, it yeah. burns so good. <laughs> but uh, it's 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 he's he's taken a year off from the Joe Blow Horror Show. Uh, schedules didn't work up last year, 
Um, and part of it is because we always record right around the Iowa State Fair. And ironically enough, today is the start of the Iowa State Fair, which if you don't know, the Iowa State Fair, I believe, is the number one uh, state fair in the United States as far as tickets sold. Um, but the reason he missed last year is because he was voted Iowa's sexiest man in the 2022 yes. state fair. So I, I still that, have that edition of the newspaper saved oh, on yeah. my phone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. I have the physical copy, but it's kind of <gasps> stuck together. Yeah, I, you I, lucky fuck. Yeah. I paid the extra $25 and I got the calendar. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I'm gonna hey Trev, I'm gonna be coming to your house real quick. Yeah, yeah. Emphasis <laughs> on coming. Speaking of which, welcome back to the show, Dan Chase. Hey, thank you very much, man. And I will introduce my uh puppy Dewey, who will Dewey, be, yep. uh, be a guest in the back as well. So uh just just a little addition. But yeah, man, uh world's uh sexiest Iowa man. They uh carved me out of butter like those butter people. You know, those... Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah he, he's Mr. Butter's word tonight. Definitely. And that's why he gives the best hugs. So it's just um just I a think, big wet goopy. Uh, no, I just think Man Chase's you. hug is gonna be like hugging your father. Did you just call him Man Chase? Because I no. love <laughs> yeah, I, man, man, Chase would be like hugging my dad. It'd be a reassuring, confident, I believe right. in you hug. Like, that's the way I feel like I would get that hug from him. Like, and just I, go get him. Just go take on the world, bro. Yep. Well, you got this. You got it. You got it. Dan, you got this. Dan, <laughs> Let's go take some Jaeger shots. I'm a or, little or, Cajun. I can't wait to hug you. Yeah, no, that's what I'm, I'm saying. One day. My big, <laughs> one, big, one of these days, we're going to make it one, happen. Kevin. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a hug. It's going to be recorded for all times, posterity. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have to hit stop record. Yeah. <laughs> or you're going to have to pay a lot to, to, to see what happens next. Let's just say that. Right. right. Joe, yeah, I've been saving my quarters, so I'm yeah, good. That, that's the Joe Blow only fans right there. You get me and Dan Chase hugging each other for like oh, 12 man. hours. How it's do you think I pay best. for this? My feet picks are just on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, what brings all of us beautiful men together? Well, it's what I have been toting as the second greatest zombie franchise. That, that's why Dan Chase is here. He, he, he was busy last year winning awards at the Iowa state fair, but <laughs> what pulled him in, he was going to go, you know, second year in a row, but he was like, I heard you guys are covering the second greatest zombie franchise. I'm there. So right. here we are resident evil. We're, we're, we're penultimate resident evil retribution. We are going to be covering this. We're going to be chatting about it. I'm curious because look back a little bit here. We have Tibu wasn't very wasn't very thrilled with the last one. So I'm I'm curious where all of us are gonna come in. Um hashtag kind of especially Tibu trying to figure out where we're going. But <laughs> but Tibu's got a little something to say to our listeners about where to come the and Joe find Blow. us. Oh yeah, Joe Blow Horror Show, motherfuckers. All right, you can we haven't done this in a minute. A hot minute. Yeah, it's been a lot of episodes. So we're we're kind of just infiltrating Trevor and Dan's episode. I wanna I wanna fucking drop some knowledge on everybody because people are fucking listening to Joe Blow. We want you to interact with Joe Blow. Joe Blow Horror Show is on Facebook, Joe Blow Horror Show on Twitter, on Instagram. All right. The Joe Blow Horror Show. Or just Joe Blow Horror Show. Um, there will be a link tree in the description. And everyone can click that. And follow it. All right. It's going to give you all the links that you want. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of it. It's going to be there. 
as well as a link to the Joe Blow Horror Show Discord. We've we've retired the horror happenings from the show, maybe temporarily. We don't know yet. We're we're in discussions, but the horror happenings, all the news you want, is on the Joe Blow Horror Show Discord. We play some games on there, and we've got the Titty Twister where we can all just sit down and have a beer and have a chat, whatever you want. Doesn't even have to be horror related. Doesn't matter. But you I can also say, reach us. Well, I was just gonna say, as far as you know, in the in the Titty Twister and the Discord, one of the things that we started doing, which is pretty fun, is every morning we're joining up, and if you guys do Wordle or if you do Framed. Pop in because we post our we post our uh, scores on Framed and Wordle in there, and that's kind of fun just to compete with everybody. So there's, there's a bunch of us that do that. I figured out like I do the frames game and stuff, but I figured out I'm not smart enough to even understand how Wordle works. I'm not. I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And yo, I feel really stupid. But um, you can also find us at the Joe Blow Horror Show at gmail.com. Send us an email there. All right. We want some emails. Give us some feedback. And if you listen on Spotify, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, rate and review. And we will talk about it on the Joe Blow Horror Show. You can hear about it on there. Give us some ratings and some reviews. Come on, guys, gals, everybody. Can I say something, too, when it yeah. comes to that, Travis? Yes, so sir. one of the most important things, I think, is is people interacting. You know what I mean? And with you guys in your show, it is literally primed. For something like that it is perfect for people to interact now i don't know exactly what your guys's experience was but like when i was doing the skeleton crew back in the day we didn't get shit everybody's like oh we fucking you know, i love your podcast or whatever yeah that was only when we said we were leaving when we were half out the door it was like no wait come back other than that very little interaction so i just want to say to everybody yo if you're listening to this shit like we want to talk to you people. We want to have everybody involved, especially these guys. Cause like you guys are like open conversationists. Like you just said, it's horror, but it's like everything else too. So if you can't find a way to dip into a conversation like that, like, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's primed for it. I think it's perfect. So anybody out there listening, like interact with these guys. Cause th that's where the fucking fun is for everybody, for, for oh, yeah. us podcasters included. Yeah, no, thank, yeah, well said. Thank, we appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for saying that. And and hundred yeah. percent, what he said is true. That's why we're asking and we're talking about it. Talk to <laughs> us on Twitter. Talk to us on Facebook. Talk to us on Instagram. Jump in yeah. the Discord is the best way because we're always in there. Yeah, always. And it's all regulated. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Straight up, you can be if you pop in there and say, "Hey, I want you guys to review." And I mean, we'll probably do it. We'll probably oh, yeah. do it. I would totally Every, be down to do a fan. Yeah, everybody's afraid review. to request and, and whatnot, but I mean, yeah. Let us but know what you want to hear. Yeah. But that's where the fun is. And people don't get it. Like that's, that's half the fun is interacting and like, you know, creating a community and stuff like that. Like really just building something. I remember I used to, um, put together events back in Massachusetts, uh, back on Cape Cod, we would make these festivals happen and all these fucking people, so many moving parts. It was such a big undertaking, but what it did was me and all my buddies putting it on. We stayed there for a week, you know, fucking sleeping in tents, getting ready for this and, and just getting amped up. And the payoff was so fucking great. And we made so many 
connections and made so many good friendships through it. And it's like, yeah, but we were just putting on a concert. Like we were just throwing, throwing a party essentially, but it turned into stuff where I still have some of those friends like to this day with people that I met doing that years ago. So I think it's just really important to, to not only hold what, hold these podcasts that we do kind of like in a precious you know way but also just build it like you guys are doing because you guys are so diverse and you guys are always killing it always just fucking so on point with the with 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 everything on your show that i think that your show was the perfect example for something like that so yeah get involved with these motherfuckers like that's where it's at right there is you guys show for sure there could be no higher blessing thank you man god damn Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so listeners, you heard it from a podcast. Well, yeah, Trevor's on. He, he interacts with us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so send them an email and tell them how great Fixie's playground is. And then then you can go talk to me. I'm there all the time. No, but seriously, from, from a podcasting vet, like Dan chase, that is the, that is fucking high praise. Thank you. Thank you very much. You've been doing you've been doing this longer than us, cuz yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Skeleton. But I love you guys. Yeah, yeah. No, well, thank yeah. you. We love you too, Dan. But, but the one the one thing about the skeleton crew though, it was it was a it was a long journey and there was a lot of ups and downs or whatever. But it's funny because even to this day, like um, you, you know, you're only as good as like your last fucking show you're only as good as your last shit right that's the way i think in terms of like pushing yourself and just staying on your game and kind of you know um uh, trying to keep it fresh trying to keep it up the ante doing all that yeah keeping that drive alive is tough because i mean i don't know about you guys but shit i never got paid for it you know but what i did get is all these fucking sweet connections and shit like that and then i get to sit there and talk to fucking tom savini for 45 minutes about Halloween, like what? Fuck like, yeah, like, dude! Sick. And that, that to me, like, take your fucking money. Like, if anybody offered me <laughs> money or that, bro, that can I can I do a round table minutes. question real quick, real quick? Joe Blow tangent round table. If you could speak to one person that you want to speak to in the horror realm, who would it be? And you have them for two, three hours. Who would it be? I'll yes, start please. us off if y'all want me to. Yeah, I was going to yes. say, we'll need a minute to think. Joe Bob Briggs, hands down, oh. I would talk to Joe Bob Briggs. I would want to just, I would. That's I would, a good one. That's a good I, one. I feel like I'd be nervous, but I think Tebu would take over and I'd be myself and I would be myself with Joe Bob and we'd have a good ass fucking conversation. He'd school me for sure. He's the ma- the master, but I would, I would also just. Just try to keep keep going with them, keep the energy up, keep it going. Like I and I love Joe Bob, and so that would be my pick. Man, I, I want to say it'd be easy to pick like um, you know, John Carpenter or or oh or, yeah, or some. But I'm almost thinking like just give me some old vet actor like Lance Henriksen, so you know something mm-hmm. just worked with mm-hmm. like you know everyone from Ridley Scott to whoever directed fucking Exorcism at sixty thousand feet, you know. A lot of good stories, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that'd be a fuck ton of good stories there. Well, you talk to Tom Savini, Dan. Like, that's 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 fucking highbrow. That's 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 tough to beat. That's the top of the cream of the crop, right there, right there. Like, what do you do after that, dude? That's so that's the problem. So so I wanted to. What I try to do with the interviews too is obviously not be basic as shit. 
and I try and ask things. But at the same time, we only thought we were getting them for X amount of time, which was not, it was like 10, maybe 15 minutes, right? So I designed the interview, not to say that like I didn't have shit. I, I got shit all day, but this was like, okay, touch on this, 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 and that, you know what I mean? But we had them forever. So you had to, we would just sit there and I'm like, so uh, what are you watching for Halloween? And like legit though. See <laughs> but, but see, this is the important part of this though. And this is what I really want to say about it. Like Travis, you were like, oh, I don't know what I would say or whatever. Just do what we're doing now because they love that as well. Because you, they think about I want to, I want to like, say something real quick. You see that I'm typing while you're talking. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm typing how to interview on a podcast for saving it for the after show talk, because what I do on the yeah. nightclub is I just approach it conversationally. Like what you're saying. Yeah. I yeah. don't even come. I don't even come with questions when I have guests. Right. We just had the Adams family on the nightclub, the hellbender people, amazing people, amazing people. I, I came with love no them. questions. I just, came yeah. to the show and did it so yeah. I, I i agree with that then i'll i'll save that for never because we just broke it down um so, sorry we're derailing hardcore from um the summer under the umbrella i didn't mean to uh we oh, just that, it was it so hard it was interesting as hell that was my bad <laughs> that's a good question um I don't know if trevor or or dan you guys want to chime in on who well tre trev i want to ask very easy you're good no, well, yeah, the same question that was originally posed. Yeah, Stephen King, hands down. Whoa, dude, that would be so dope. I didn't even think of that, dude. I, I, mean, I, Joe Bob. I, I, I don't know if he'd be down, but like I would try cocaine for the first time with him <laughs> and then talk about horror. <laughs> oh, like, he would write a new novel. Yeah, in I was like, saying, that's like the best novel ever because he's back on the powder. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> He'd leave oh, with six man. novels after fixes that fixes episode because he'd have enough material for days. Oh, what? Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I want to change try to break my the, answer. The fixies record for like duration. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, uh, my, my, I would be Wes Craven for sure. I mean, yeah. look, Craven was such an interesting guy because, you know, he was I, he's a fucking college professor he was a bird watcher like i remember one time i read this bird thing that that he did on martha's vineyard guy's just a bird watcher over there and he writes a little column about bird watching like he's so diverse and has so many interests and is so interesting about the psychology of fear and just that as a jumping point everything after that is just icing on the fucking cake but it would either be him or Eli Roth for for his enthusiasm. Nice. Eli Roth would be a fun conversation. Definitely. I'm thinking fun, about fun like a Jordan Peele or Ari Aster, but I'm like they're so, so young. Like I, I I give me some fucking give me some experience in there. I'm I would I, right. I would I would talk to Eggers out of out of the the ones we normally talk about when we mm -hmm. compare peer oh. directors. I would want to talk to Eggers. I would ask Ari. I I, I would say I'd pick Aster because I'd be like, whatever is going on in your head, you come up with the most fucked up stories yeah, like yeah going back does. to his when he was in college there's something with the johnson be like Dude, yeah oh yeah fuck? yeah yeah uh, did that come <laughs> yeah it's it's the darkest most fucked up shit and it's so cool that someone is willing to go there <laughs> I That's never watched cool. it because I just read the side of oh. Like, oh, dude, oh, dude, you no, gotta, no, no, it's Dan, a hard you gotta watch. It. You, you gotta, gotta watch, watch it. it. It's, you gotta okay. watch yeah. it. And no, listeners, good, we're talking about fucked. Ari Aster's uh, film project in college called "There's Something with the Johnsons." It's you can watch it on YouTube. Free. Yep. 
free on YouTube. Now, did you guys see uh, Bo's Afraid? Not yet. Uh, not, not yet. My list. No. I want to, though. Yeah. It's on the list. Yep. Drunk Darius actually yeah. just texted me a couple days ago, and he's like, that was last weekend. He's like, we've got a, he was with a bunch of friends. Dr- Drunk Darius was the, the he was former host, whatever, but he was like, I got a bunch of friends and we're, we're torn. It's 50, 50 between Bo is not afraid and Renfield. And I'm like, uh, those are probably two very different movies. So I'm like, <laughs> I have to read the room on that one. Cause I can't give you any help. Renfield, but, Renfield would be, would be the party movie. I think, yeah. but I haven't seen Bo. So I don't know. I was gonna say Renfield. Yo, Renfield is amazing. Dude. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> it so good. Renfield's in my top ten. Bo is afraid. It's not. <laughs> oh, but, okay, are, are you an Astro fan though? Do you like Midsummer and huge? Oh, huge. No okay. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. want. Okay, well, yeah, I don't. But I'm interested, just, but I don't want nothing said about the movie, please. Nope, not a damn thing. Thank nope, you, so right. you ain't getting nothing. All right. Well, let's 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 go ahead and, and fucking go to the hive. Yeah, well, I mean, we we've been sitting outside the hive here for a handful of minutes, and, and it's just a big party in there. I'm pretty sure Stone Cold is fucking beating the door down, ready to order. <laughs> One beer, two beer. I love what you do. I love what you're doing. <laughs> Our shot of whiskey. Yeah. Buddy Mary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe Blow, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, we'll, be, we'll be right back. One beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. All right, it's Thursday. That means Friday is payday, and that means Boss Tuna is buying. What's everybody having tonight? We're at the Hive Bar. And that's our little, like, you know, play on, you know, Resident Evil. Kind of Don't explain it. They, they better know by now. Fuck them. They better go back and listen. Go back and listen to Joe Blowhorn show somewhere under the umbrella. Don't tell these bitches. Ella. Ella. Hey. Ella. Get that work on, cuz. Get that work and twerk on and go back and, and check it out. Uh, T-Rev has to work early in the morning, so he's just crushing freeze pops and, and uh, is our DD tonight, right? You got a propel there, bud? Oh, yeah. 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 Good. It's a good sugar-free option. Load yourself up with some aftertame, aspartame, and have some yep. cheese, but it's all right. <laughs> I ain't had any yet, so we're good. <laughs> Kibu, can yeah. you confirm that? Uh, can. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mr. Mr. Dan Chase, are you yes. imbibing tonight? Uh, yeah, I'm vibing all day, every day, every which way. Uh, not with alcohol tonight because I got to work in probably right. four hours uh, from now. Uh, but that's all right because uh, I am here and I am fucking ready. That's Damn, right. Chase that's is right. ready to fucking go because. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, man. About a thousand milligrams of fucking California's finest THC just coursing through my veins. Yeah. He's partying. Yeah. You can leave the alcohol to Tibu and I. It's funny because I told my wife tonight, I was like, we're recording. And she's like, okay. And mm-hmm. she knows I have a couple beers, but I'm like, we got a couple special guests on. And she's like, okay. And then I'm like, Dan Chase is back. And she's like, what? And I'm like, the Jägermeister bottle. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. So I'll, I'll see you yeah. maybe in the morning. Maybe. Yes. Yep. I'll That's see you in the morning and must. you're going to have to do all the work. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and honestly, <laughs> I really appreciate it. 
from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate that. Because even though I'm a pussy and I'm not doing it, I need you to take one for the team. Oh, yeah. So no, I will. I will. Tebow, but, what you got tonight? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, but when we meet up in probably less than a month's time, mm -hmm. we're doing Jaeger shots, and then it's going to oh, be real deal. Holy field. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get so drunk, I'm going to bite your ear off. Oh, by the way, I bought uh, Mike Tyson's ears. Have you, have you guys had them? They're, no. they're no. edible ears. What is that? They're oh, Evander <laughs> Holyfield's ears with a little piece taken out of it. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I digress. Genius. Genius marketing. Yep. I wonder if he gets a cut of that. <laughs> or a bite. <laughs> or a little bite. <laughs> I just want yeah. a bite. I just want a little nibble <laughs> cut. <laughs> Mm. What do you got, T-Bizzle? Well, tonight I am going old school or always school. I got my Voodoo Ranger, but I have something a little extra special. I've got some old smoky moonshine with me. Mm. Ooh, 40 proof, y'all. All right. And I'm, I'm cracking down this little jar. Yeah. And I'm about to down the whole yeah, baby. fucking thing. Is it like honey? Chug, or? chug, chug, chug. It wow. looks like a cherry blend. Ooh, I felt that. It's done. Is it old smoky or something, Brad? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's old yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's the regular find at any gas station brand. But it was still strong. I still taste it. And I'm happy yeah. about it. But I'm also having my classic Joe Blow Horror Show Voodoo Ranger IPA. Very nice. I, I wanted to find something different tonight. But alas, I could not. And I could not afford something better so here i am but um boss tuna bring us home give us something good well in honor of our episode with mr t rev and dan chase i brought a hell of a beer with and a good sig i know t rev likes the insidious movies more than i do but so my cigar is an insidious in honor of Trevor. And oh, playground. nice. Yes. And then I got my second shot here. Good night. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> See ya. I might not remember. <laughs> Dan Chase is that Dan Chase is that dirty Jaeger daddy. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Damn right. Yeah, but boy. The beer right. I have. I was like, this is a really good beer for this episode because I saw this at the liquor store and it reminds oh, me of those little flying nice. pictures at the end. Oh, those little fucking hell no. bath or whatever. And it's called yeah. Love Letters from Hell. So, yes. we'll see, like, that's the up. kind of can that I would keep. Right. Yeah, that, the, the artwork, the oh, artwork yeah. on that can is it fucking is phenomenal. Yeah. And Tibu will appreciate this. This is a milkshake style triple India pale ale with candy hearts, sprinkles, marshmallows, milk sugar, vanilla bean, strawberry, ice what? cream. My Dude, God. you're speaking. I want to, again, like on one of the previous Resident Evil uh, retros or reviews, I'm jealous as fuck because it sounds so fucking good. You had like a <laughs> s'more one on at one point or something, and it was yep. so tempting. That imperial like, s'more stout, yes, oh, sir. Oh yeah, and look at this. <laughs> look at him pour that bad boy in that I know. fucking glass. Yeah, boy. Oh, it looks dirty. It looks it looks so fucking oh. thick and dirty. <laughs> oh yeah, sip that head. Take that head mm. into your mouth. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> the candy I mean, hearts and marshmallow. <laughs> are strong huh? there's only one thing creamier <laughs> than this that's been in my mouth 
and it's also mm-hmm. been on this podcast. Let's just say that. So you're welcome. Oh yeah, cuz <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, so we're all getting we're all getting we're canceled up and toasted. We're well and canceled. Well, no, we're all not day. getting canceled. We're gonna stay strong. But we all got fucked up. We're all getting fucked up. Um, Jesus H Christ, tuna. Yes. I'm ready to go to the drive-in. I'm ready to fucking watch Resident Evil Retribution and talk about this shit. Let's do it. Let's load into one of those little fucking StarCraft fucking Resident Evil airplane deals and head over to the White House where Resident Evil Retribution is showing. Yeah, let's bomb the Arcadia. Come on, babe. Rise and shine. Let's get that beautiful ass out of bed. You want cereal? Watch it, Tiger. Please get a room. Sorry. None of this is real. None, none, none of this is real. All these memories were imprinted. My name is Alice. Alice. How nice to see you again. What the hell is going on here? We have you under all control. They used me to perfect the virus. Everyone I've ever known. Everything I've ever done is being used against me. Now they can manipulate the world. We've taken over New York, Moscow, Tokyo. This is humanity's last stand. The beginning of the end. I'm gonna kill you. Good luck. You'll need it. Umbrella is more powerful than ever. And we're the only ones who can stop them. Sweet ride. Well, as of that last trailer we just heard, it's time to pop into the movie. So Resident Evil Retribution is from 2012. Rated R, 95 minutes. I love playing this game. Dan Chase, we're going to go round table here. What do you think this got on IMDb for a score? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know. I- I'm probably bad at this game. I would say... This is oh, user rating. User rating. It's got to be between a five and a six, right? So, like, higher six... Uh, Give it your best, your best guess. I'm gonna say, all right. I'm gonna say like five point seven. I don't all know right. why. That's probably Maybe the that's most. The... No, actually, okay, five seven. I'll I'll wait until I. 
Well, you gave it away right there. All right. Yeah. Go ahead, Trev. Dirty slut. Yeah, he gave it away. Yeah, I was guess higher low in the fives. I mean, I was gonna say five point five, so I'm gonna just stick with it. Yeah. All right. I'm ridiculous, but anyways, keep going. No, you wouldn't. No, it's a five point six. I'm gonna go right in between. Five three. Oh, yeah, you, whatever. You so right sandwich five three four yeah. five. But it's funny because everybody else was like, I don't know, like two point six, three point four. No. Like they've all. I've been I've been lowballing this series the whole time. Um, I've learned my lesson. I've learned yeah. my lesson. Dude, people well, love hey. it for some reason. They fucking love it. And well, let's do Rotten Tomatoes and find little, the fuck out. Little bit of trip. Yeah, but those aren't people. Okay. Those are some fucking fucking bots that review that shit. Right. So at 5.3 though i'll give you a little tibu i'll give you a little um foreshadowing for the next episode this is the lowest out of the paul ws anderson franchise rated at 5.3 which i mean everybody knows imdb you like multiply it by 10 plus four and carry the one i mean <laughs> right. it's fucking low as hell on imdb typically right right so rotten right. tomatoes is a critic percentage so what percentage of critics rated this fresh Oh. Dan Chase. Oh, uh, so it's the least. Oh, fuck. I hate Rotten Tomato. It just confuses me. Like, I understand what you said, but I just no, can't do just, like, what do you that. think critics gave this <laughs> yeah, it's, movie? It's critics. It's and it's it's either a yes or a no. So a I would say no. I, I would say no. But a percentage that said no. Uh, or actually, than... it's fresh. It's a percentage. It's of fresh. fresh. So I fuck, man, I. <laughs> I I just go like I know this is basic. I just say like fifty, like fifty percent. Is that like I could be so far off? But I'm I'm just good go guess. With that. Good guess. T Rev. All right. So critics suck ass for the most times. Yeah. Except except for us. So I'm gonna yeah. let <laughs> let them suck ass at like a twenty eight percent. I'm gonna say twenty two. Bitch. Ding ding ding. Yeah. We have a. An exact winner, Dan Chase, which isn't you. It is Trevor <laughs> at 28%. Yes. Yeah. That's right. But... Suck it, Darius. Which is about yeah. where <laughs> yeah. he doesn't even Travis cheats the all the time. Fuck it. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a running joke. It's the best. Yeah. It's the fucking best. Hashtag tremendous. Hashtag. But, yeah. Budget wise, what do we think this got as a budget? I'll give you guys the first couple Ooh. films was first one was 30. The next one was 45. We're on the fifth one. What do we think this had as a budget? 2012. 60 million bucks. Trev. I'm going to go with 50. There's, there's a lot of CGI in this one. Okay. Mm. Man chase. 52 million. $65 million. Ooh. Yeah. This one yeah. Helped a little bit. They had they but, had more than they had more than CGI in this movie. What do we think this grossed mm-hmm. worldwide? Just throw numbers out. I'm not going to call you guys. Just I've been wrong before, guess. so I'm gonna say 200 million. Trev, worldwide. I, I was gonna say like 100 million. Dan, 122 million worldwide box office. Man, y'all y'all fucking just just squatting on Mila and, and Paul Anderson. <laughs> Two hundred and forty point two million dollars. I was, I was the closest. I was yeah, the closest. They, yeah. yeah, but they spent two hundred thirty million on marketing. No, no, no. Just like, I'm just no. 
that that actually brings up a good question the when they do a budget doesn't that include marketing on it no no it doesn't doesn't include marketing Sometimes, sometimes yes, some, sometimes sometimes no. Okay. It did, right, that's a good point. So, Depends no. on who you ask. They they, so they, they spent like five dollars on budgeting. They basically just got a Polaroid camera, and then they yep. took a picture of Mila's nips, and then they put it out there. And they're like, <laughs> Which Resident Evil turn, Thank you. <laughs> yes, See, yes. because you remember last, I've been saying this. I thought that every movie after the first one was directed DVD. I never knew these were big mm. theater movies, so I didn't they know that. Giant, so I, I didn't know that, and I'm finding I the watched, fuck out. I watched five in the theaters. Right. Mm. Just saying. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No hey, shit. so this is written and directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, the greatest Anderson. No, no, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> no. Chiming running in again, gag, running no. gag. No. Obviously, starring Mila Jovovich as Alice. Sienna Guillory reprises her role as Jill. Spoiler alert, Michelle Rodriguez is back as Rain. Odad Fair is back. But we I was like, play. at first, I was like, how much is she going to be in this movie? And I saw her, and I was like, that's it? And then I saw her, and I was like, yeah yeah you you earned you earned your title placement michelle because i'm a i I am a michelle rodriguez fan i will say and i was just watching it and i'm like what's gonna happen she earned her spot so sorry to cut you off tuna uh but yeah michelle Mm -hmm. you did that oh we'll get into I mean, well, I'd love to get into Michelle, but I mean, we'll get into that part. <laughs> but it stars Bing Bing Lee. Oh, I'm going to get canceled for that. Bing Bing Lee as yeah, Ada yeah, Wong yeah. and Boris Cujo as Luther. Lastly, we have Kevin Durand <laughs> as Barry. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Kevin Durand fan, and I don't think anybody on this podcast is going to know why. And maybe it's a Northern Minnesota thing, but. One of my all-time favorite, I- I'm going to say in my probably top 20 or 30 movies of all time is called Mystery Alaska. It's a ah. hot movie. Kevin Duran plays Tree in it, and I was a massive, massive Mystery Alaska fan. And I love Tree because he's like me. He's a fucking big dude, just a big clumsy fuck out there on the ice, but he fucks shit up, and, and, and everybody knows... Bostoon is a big hockey player and and I love him. So when 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 he was coming onto the franchise, I was like, oh my God. And then I saw he was playing Barry and you know, being a video game nerd like I was, I was like, oh, that's even better yet. So Kevin Durand, yes, sir. Trevor Jordan Blanchard. Walk up, me buddy? through the first time that you saw this movie. You saw it in the theater. So I'm assuming in the, you, in the fucking theaters. Were you a fan of the franchise in general, or were you just like you know, boom, 2012, I'm a kid, I'm going to the theater to see it, or or what? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I had played some of the games beforehand, obviously, being the, the video game nerd that I am. And um, so, I, I mean, I just kept up with the with the franchise and the movies. So any chance I got to see them in the theaters, I would. So, good times. Okay, well, more or less, I'm, I'm curious on your... The, the the first handful of movies as as far as the franchise goes. Um, oh, what, I, one through four. Well, the, yeah, yep. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. did you see all of them coming up to it, and you were excited to go to this in the theater, or or talk talk me through your Resident Evil history. 
So, I mean, I, I, I watched all of them before I went and watched the fifth one, obviously. Um, and then more recently, I have, like, crammed the first four in the last couple of days, too. Um, had, had you seen all of them up until this point? Dewey! What's up, Dewey? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Dewey! <laughs> the dog is here. I, I've seen all of them. And I, and I saw all four of them, plus some of the animated ones, I think, before the fifth one came out, too. So, uh, as far as the the world, the Resident Evil world and stuff, I, I was definitely into it. Um, movies too. Okay, what about you, Dan Chase? Uh, was this a first time watch for you? This was a uh, second time watch. I I wasn't sure if I saw this one. Um, the only one I haven't seen is the last one. I believe it's the final chapter, right? It is, yeah. Not like the Saw final chapter, but um, or or Friday the Thirteenth five or, or right yeah, yeah, a better yeah. example. Thank you, yeah. sir. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no man, these movies they're so fucking stupid, but they're so fun, and and you go in varying degrees and levels of that throughout. This one is pretty fucking consistent with the fun. Like I really enjoyed it it feels like a video game a lot of the times but guess what it's a fucking video game like i don't know like what like what so like if anybody's expecting anything like really deep or cerebral with the fucking resident evil movies you might be looking uh somewhere is <laughs> somewhere in the wrong place but um right a, a lot of a lot of the stuff in this movie was kind of like payoffs from other movies. Like they th- did a lot of throwback stuff to the first one, which I really enjoyed. Uh, kind of just a culmination of everything that came before it, but also taking kind of the best parts of those things and and combining them into a movie. And this is what we got. I really enjoyed it, especially on this rewatch, because like I didn't want to be that dude to be like, just come on and be like, fuck this movie. But I watched it. I was like, Yo, that was fucking dope. Like that shot of her in the water. That was fucking climbing up. Come on, dude. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Like, come on. So again, is it is it a masterpiece? No, but I really enjoyed it. This it, time it, it we we have had some some guests that well, we've had them on both sides of the fence. So so all right. Well, we 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 know a little bit where Dan Chase stands. Oh, and I've listened to all these shows, by the way. Oh, I've heard all these listening. episodes that you've released so far. Absolutely. And yeah. I talked to Mike Merriman on a daily basis. I heard exactly what Jerry Herring's fucking feelings on it are. Absolutely, <laughs> sir. I am well up to speed. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Mr. Uh, Mr. Tibu, this uh, is a first time watch for you. So, yes. So for me so far, the, the Resident Evil franchise has gone like part one was like a nine Part two was like a seven and a half. Part three was like a nine. Part four was like a five and a half, I think. Tuna, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was like a five part and a half. Part one was a nine. Part yeah. two was a seven and a half. Yeah. Part three was a nine. Part yep. four was a 5.75. Yep. Okay. So a half part a point. Five is undetermined. Yep. Part five so far. First time watch. Um, general thoughts. I'll save them for the show. Very nice. Yours truly obviously saw this in the theater like every other one of them. I would sound like a broken record at this point if I just kept saying what I've been saying. But 
it's it's what it was. I mean, I was living in Bemidji at the time. I was out of college, obviously, uh, by then. But I did see this in the theater, and it was a hell of a time. These mm. always came out. It was a party with my buddies and I. We'd go to it. We'd go in the theater. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Movies in a theater are exponentially better. But upon rewatch, I can say that this one and – well, I'll say the second one is, or the, the last one as well, too. I've only seen, this was probably only the third time I've seen this one. I saw it in the theater. I saw it three, four years ago with uh, my buddy. We always do our fall camping trips and we always will go through a, a series, whatever. And I watch it again, but it held up. I was, let's just say we're going to get into, we're, we're going to talk about what is Resident Evil Retribution. And what I will say is, if you thought the series and franchise was ridiculous, cheesy, and over the top, buckle up because this one gets fucking off the rails. It gets ridiculous. And you're either on board or you're not. At this point, you're either like, fucking, let's go for a ride, or you're like, okay, I'm kind of over it. So let's get into Resident Evil Retribution. I've said this every episode. The one thing this I think does flawlessly is every fucking cold open is phenomenal. The The music, the score and the cold open on all of these films are excellent. And I loved Dan Chase nailed it. That opening shot, like Paul Anderson doesn't get a lot of credit. I mean, outside of maybe event horizon, but that c- cinematography on that opening shot was, was excellent. Just looking and it was all, it was all CGI too. All mm-hmm. CGI in that water looked fantastic. And I loved how it was the reverse shot of the whole sequence going on because it carries yeah. on literally right after the that, last movie on the ship. I will say that opening with Alice in the water floating. Beautiful. Um, the, the score coming in here with the guitar different than the last few movies but it's done by the same people tom and Andy, right well well that that's fine but but they chose a different theme and it was was a little bit more subdued wasn't it yes and i like the guitar theme i like it and we have a backward shot going into a forward shot right here at the onset and the intensity of it and everything that happens right here right so far I'm into it. I'm like, cause part four, yeah, I was undersold on that one. I I was like, I think this movie could be summed up in 20 minutes. You don't have to have a whole movie based on this. Um, right out the gate, we're getting the fucking the promise of the last cliffhanger where the Umbrella Corporation is coming in with their helicopters. They're fucking blowing Arcadia apart. And I'm sitting there being like, yeah, dude, I'm here for this. hundred percent. The All I want to say the is forwards narrative. Like, I love this. I think this is a great opening. One of the best parts of the ending of the last movie was that ending scene and Jill Valentine coming back in, just looking phenomenal. And the first thing you see is Jill Valentine coming back in. Tits hanging out. I mean, speaking of explosions in your pants, I mean, explosions. <laughs> like, I love Jill Valentine. 
T-Rev, you chose this one. I, I, I'm pretty sure I offered you a choice of which one you want to talk about. Everybody was trying to pick the first one. You picked this one. So you must you must like this one a little bit. Yes. Yes, I do. You you probably just, I mean, give it to me in and around my mouth. You love this opening scene. I know you did. I fucking loved it. I Look, man, it's the first four movies. They, they flirted back and forth with like the video game kind of concepts. Yep. And, and this one, they they just they gave it the entire five inches, right? Or <laughs> however much you have, right? They they five is stopped. average. It's okay. Yeah. They they stopped flirting with it and they just went like straight to it. They're like, hey, we're just gonna hit a homer right now. Wow, yeah. fuck it, right in there, right? And um, I love the opening for that because what do video games have to do to get you to play them? Like more than just you know the first one minute, two minutes. They gotta, they gotta fucking grab you by the fucking chest hair and drag your ass into that world and make you excited and wanting to play for more. And that sequence reminds me of that out of all, like almost all video games. Like if I played a video game and I saw that shit, and then it rewinds, and then like let's say now you're fucking Mila on the boat and you have to fucking get through all that shit, yeah, and right. do something right. And that's kind of what right. it reminded me of. So and it was cool just, that it did it. it in reverse at first to yes, yes. do slow motion because it looked really good. And there's so much mm -hmm. CGI and we were dogging on the CGI in the first handful but, of films. And this one was so good. Go ahead, T. So, so far in this movie, like at this opening scene, I'm like, this is spectacular. Um, if you would, if I would have been in front of a theater screen watching this i'd be blown away i'd be like wow. this is dope mm -hmm. and i was watching this at home on a big screen tv i will say and it was dope like yeah. it was like fuck yeah dude like this is action one in between you get that big kind of like you know last week on resident evil but it it really catches you up on the whole thing you you really get yes that. and i appreciate that i yep. i appreciate that for this yep, movie yeah. because they hadn't done that before and dude yeah. when they did that in this movie i was like yeah thank you yep. let's let's get a yep. recap of what's going on and alice explains it all yep and That's then the it, new nickelodeon then show it, alice then it plays explains forward it all. <laughs> and you get to see the whole thing you're like am i going to see this play out in real life and it seemed like it was kind of dragging on and taking forever but when they replayed it, the whole thing was over, like in a snap of a finger, like they fucking, I mean, that whole bull right. battle and everything. And then we get the classic Mila and guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, she, she comes back wearing the fucking two pieces, of double ply bounty with nipples hanging out again. So <laughs> hey, bravo to, to Mila's nipples making a, an appearance. Again. Yep. Yep. Yes. But, and, and that, that alone though, that kind of transition from, from catching us up to and and showing us basically where we're at up until this point, because that's where I do feel like this this movie excels is taking all the character development because we know all these people now. It doesn't really matter how much we know them. We know that the team's kind of split up now, so half of them are good, half of them are bad. You know, if you go back to the first one, obviously they were all together. Well, not all of them. They all weren't there yet. But um, and then some people are like missing, you know, like Ali Larder's missing from from this one and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think that this movie does excel at everything that the franchise has built up to this point. But 
that's not just a given. Like, that's not just like, oh, it's easy. It's almost like, and I, I don't, I can't say that this dude did it, but it's almost like he wrote all those to build up to like this fucking mega movie. This feels like the culmination of things that have came before it into this big fucking massive thing at the end. Obviously it, it sets it up even more and broadens the spectrum at the end. And it's like, Oh wait, there's even more, but mm-hmm. that's the fun of these movies as well. Are those stingers at the end where it's yep. like, Hey, we're trying to break out of jail and get to this fucking boat over here. <laughs> and then you finally get to the boat and you're like, uh, uh-uh, motherfucker. But like, that's what's so fun about it. And, and, yeah. and how they did it, like you said, with her, on the boat finally with mixed with the stylistic nature of it it was just fucking fire like it it also doesn't undermine people watching these movies not necessarily their intelligence or their ability to follow the plot because they gave us the recap but just in terms of like settling into that world that you guys talked about you know just assuming that people recognize it for what it is and will appreciate it. Therefore it will also appreciate what they do in this movie, which is go to all those fucking places that we've seen in all the movies. And we're going to do it all where it's like a fucking, just go around the fucking horn. Like we're, we're in adventure land for the day, Cole. And we're just fucking running around <laughs> fucking shots of Jaeger. That is what we're doing in this movie because right after yeah. that opening scene, we awake in the fucking suburbs. Al, this is a clone of Alice. We learn later, but Alice wakes up and she's fucking bushy eyed and, and, pretty fied and everything else she's a housewife yep. oh dad fair is her fucking husband you're like what yeah. is going yeah. on todd, todd is back and becky yep. they're sign languaging like all of this is so sweet and out of nowhere and then the franchise returns to its zombie roots which i loved i loved this with sequence. a fucking bang with Dude, a fucking straight bang up, straight bro. up donald four style like i i really got donald four vibes on it and and yes. I loved it. I loved it. I'm I'm like you know I'm not one of those gatekeepers that'd be like oh well you copy this and that. It's like dude straight up. And it's funny because it's you think suburbia, but that's what it is. It's the suburbia. You know, it's it's almost like they know this movie makes fun of itself and all of the a lot of the ridiculous things and and concepts and everything. Like you know, fast forward ahead too, just to make a point. When you not get one, but you get two big axe baddies, and Alice is like, "Not again! You're kidding!" or something like that. Because that's what you're yeah. thinking. It's like you like you already did this, but guess what? It was the best part of the previous movie, so we're gonna fucking do it again. But so. but that's just like a video game, right? Yeah. See, exactly. Yeah, the boss yeah. comes back again, better, and yeah. now there's two of them. Yeah, but yeah. but before we get there, in in the suburbs, they meet a friendly Rain Ocampa the the fucking Michelle Rodriguez character she shows up as a friendly neighbor and they try to She's fucking a- get away and i love this practical effects sequence where the car wrecks into the bus and the fucking car goes flying dude this is why paul ws anderson is the fucking man because he wants to do practical effects as much as he can he does do cgi and we see it during the chase sequence we see it they come out the face of the zombies and they're all cthulhu and cosmic. But there's that's a lot cool. thematically that's going on with this too, especially at 2012, because you get Michelle Rodriguez and she's driving a fucking Prius 
with tree leaves on it and she's making comments about being anti-gun and all this and it's 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 hilarious <laughs> yeah, yeah but then, but then and... but then alice gives her the gun she shoots it and she's like yeah you're a badass now yeah. i love yeah. that part. Yeah. i love that yeah. part yeah <laughs> so so that yeah they, they went through the neighborhood and this is where we get like a clumsy badass fucking Alice like she's not meaning to be badass but she is badass she's killing zombies she's fucking protecting her daughter then she dies unexpectedly and that's when it's revealed that the real Alice again once again is being held in this umbrella so Tebow's laboratory you, you you're the only one with the first time watch here I, I obviously i'm sure you assume that she was did you think she was dreaming or did you think yes, it was like i thought a she was in the lab yeah simulation so you thought it was day. simulation yeah yep i mean i i, mean, I, I predicted did you this roll movie. your eyes at this or did you were you like okay that was kind of cool i rolled my eyes at first and then as the movie went on I was down with what the plot was doing. I was down yeah, with right. every. You're making me show my hand a little bit, but I was down with every scenario. I was like, okay. if this movie is full of scenarios, yeah. I'm going to be happy with this. And then it did it. And then it, sh it literally, we're jumping ahead. But once you get to where Alice goes through the Tokyo phase and goes into the control room, and we find out that um, one of fucking Alex, what's his name? Alex Wesker? Albert his top, Wesker. His top agent, Ada Wong, is up there fucking pulling strings to get her, to get Alice up to the control room. I'm like, I'm sold for this movie being a simulation movie in every aspect. Like, let's go. Because I, I liked, I loved going back to the zombie roots of this franchise with that opening scene with Alice and her daughter and her, and her husband. I thought that was brilliant. I just thought something as simple as like having her daughter be deaf was like, it just made it more wholesome. And you were, I just feel like as a viewer, it just drew you in that much more to have like those feelings and care. Like, I hope and she's it, a character that we get right. to see. I mean, I just it comes back. Something that's, that small. Yeah, that's what happened to me. Is it came back? It came back. And you know so, what they did too, man? Is they they brought it back, like you said, to old school horror like zombies. Because this is one thing I wanted to talk about as well. And it's kind of just assumed now, but now there are so many different kind of genres that zombies even reside in it's not just horror anymore a lot of it they're just action movies really at the end of the day and that's what this franchise essentially became predominantly is action right and and that may reflect the video game or whatever but there were always always those horror elements from from the jump especially in the first movie as well so for them to shift tonally from hey, you got zombies in this scenario in an actions in an action situation, and we're fucking marking him with guns, and she's fucking flying over the fucking top of his head and shooting down and fucking doing a flip while she's doing it, and it's it's all amazing. It was nice to kind of even if it was briefly and we knew it was a simulation, that's fine. We were transported to like Dude, you said, fucking honest. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, and it was it, brilliant. 
it wasn't up until this movie that I was literally like, oh, yeah, this is a zombie franchise. Right. This movie brought back that feeling of an old school zombie movie whenever the mom and the daughter are trying to escape and the dad's done been fucked up. I love yep. this entire first sequence where they are trying to get away and it had real stakes, mm-hmm. real tension. I felt I felt it. Even felt- though you knew as Tibu a first time watch and us rewatching it again. Like you knew that it wasn't what it seemed to be, but it still had I didn't, effect. I will say until a certain point, I didn't know. So I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. Cause but I was still sure, like, yeah, this is another test. But they have the real Alice strapped, the first OG Alice strapped up in a fucking can can Umbrella Corporation just afford big big lit rooms all the time? Yep. Everywhere Dude, how, about that, how about that? How about that fucking so the most impractical prison cell ever? It oh was like my! Two hundred feet tall. All <laughs> it, like you're like, come on! Like when she goes to that other room going? and the Umbrella Corporation signal line like lights up one umbrella thing at a time, and yep. I'm like, look, listen. This they're, is they're, the movie. Their chief this financial is... officers just got to be. Okay, guys, uh, this quarterly budget, we need to put aside uh, $74 million because we got to add one more holding. Dude. And, dude, I noticed this and it said like sell like 919 or something. Like, are you telling me there's 918 other of these just egregiously large, 200 foot tall fucking <laughs> prison cells? Like, oh, okay. I, I'm okay what, with it. What I love about Paul W.S. Anderson coming back to this franchise, part four did not do it for me. But so far, so far, as deep as we're talking about this movie right now, he's bringing back the practical effects. He's bringing back the tension, the suspense, the mystery of where's the story. Because we get a lot of action sequences before we get story, but we do get story in this movie. Mm -hmm. And... Up until now, where we have the, the 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 mom trying to fend off the zombies from the daughter, and before we get into Alice getting tortured by um, her former partner Jill Valentine, who's now controlled by the Umbrella Corporation, she's turned sides. She's got that little fucking scarab on her chest, so she's fucking done. Like, dude, I'm enjoying this movie so far. Yeah. So well, now we have a we have a plan. A grand plan. I would say at this point, Ada Wong shows up and it's again, as Trevor was saying, the most ridiculous video game. It it it, it really the, all of this is is a love letter to the the video game nerds because you get this like secret agent that shows up and she's wearing this tight, high slit red dress with fucking <laughs> high heels on. Like, there's no way you'd ever years into a zombie apocalypse wear that and break into what is presumably the highest tech deepest most underground fucking crazy you know base ever but we get the way the way wesker appears on screen i love it is so video game and i love it too i love love it it too yeah Yeah. and 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 the and the weapon loadout where Mm -hmm. like the guns just come out the floor and it's just nothing and i'm like Yep. I'm like, that's straight video game right there. Cause. And that's right <laughs> back to part one. Part one did that too, where she just opened drawers and there's fucking weapons. Like, well, I well, love What I that. do want to say, since we're talking about part one, is one of the things that I really loved about this movie is how it draws parallels to part one because we're, we're back to 
a very simple story of a couple main characters trapped in a small space trying to escape. Yeah, I mean, but there, but, it, but there, there is a different dynamic here, though, because there is a little bit more of a dynamic just because we're five films in. But I feel like it simplifies it and it gives you a more solid struck plot structure as far as you know what what point A to point D point B is. <laughs> what I like about this movie is that while we have that first film structure going on. We also have a rescue mission going on with the people that are mm. still alive, that still care, because we're learning as this goes. Like Alice goes through her Tokyo phase, and she's like, I'm in a big-ass simulation. Like, she she is basically told this. She goes through, and there is no one that makes a fucking chain and a lock more badass than Alice. Yeah. Oh, yo. That I love it. Two buttons, dude. This Amazing. scene coming up with the fight sequence in the hallway – Mm-hmm. When she goes through and she's going up to to the control room, this fight sequence in the hallway, the wire work is perfect. The cinematography. I is was perfect. gonna say I was dogging on the wire work in the last handful of films. I'm like, finally, finally, this is this. It's good. It's good. It's there was a so couple good. of funky parts, but I was like, dude, I think fucking- it's so good. Dude, I was blown away. I was watching it, and I'm like, wow, the way this was set up, the way it was filmed, this whole hallway fight with all the zombies, this is fucking, yes, I'm here for it all day. We still have not, at this point in the film watch, been introduced to the story of the movie yet, though. I do want to say for the the listeners and whoever's going to watch the movie afterwards, if you haven't seen it before... We're still just watching beautiful cinematography, action. Trying to figure out what's not, going on. Yeah. yeah, we don't know what's happening yet. But so far... That's the brilliance of it, though. It's it's a fun ride, and it I think it happens organically. The, the story is told in a way that's organic, and it, it doesn't seem forced. And I think that, again, watching those other movies, and like you say, go back to the first one and stuff, I mean... That one is probably the only one that's that's pretty nostalgic to me, just because I remember it back in the day, very vividly scenes from it. It kind of does put you in that world and you feel like you're back there in this movie again, except it's just, you know, revamped and kind of fucking blown up to the to the upteenth degree mm-hmm. and, and kind of on steroids, but in a good way. And again, the story is told organically, and I think this part in the story, it's just a, really a fucking fun part. You know, it, it feels very final, even though it's not the final, final, final. It does feel like, all right, we've been here before. Now we've got the extraction team coming in. I'm fu- let's fucking go. And like, That's... like you just said, it's fun to watch while they're doing all this shit, killing them all because it, it looks beautiful. It's like... Fuck yeah, it's not going to be a mind-blowing plot. But but again, at the end of this movie, you're guessing again, and and we're not there yet, I know, but the end of this is just like, oh shit, son. Like, what the fuck? And, and this, this movie, and for the plot purposes of, of, of everyone listening, Alice meets up with Ada Wong, and, and her and Wesker are now, Ada and, and Wesker are now anti-Umbrella. They have, they have, um, quit the corporation they want to fight for humanity and they want alice to be their secret weapon so they have a rendezvous point with some characters coming back leon barry and luther right 
so tuna where 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 do we meet leon barry and luther because i know leon i believe came from the last film if i'm not mistaken he did so again this is just this whole thing is a big callback to the the video games because leon s mm-hmm. kennedy is pivotal to resident evil part two barry was in the first one i mean he's there in the very first yep. five minutes of the game uh as well too and ada wong is kind of like a tertiary character as well um but yeah i mean at this point it's it's great because we've already seen so many throwback characters we we got uh he i think he just goes as agent one um the actor's name is colin salmon or something like that the dude that gets cut up by the by the lasers in the first one. Oh yeah like, there's yeah. that's what i love is you, you get oded fair he, you get michelle he brings Rodriguez. back michelle yeah, yeah. Dude, he brings it's them all so, back it's so cool but he's on arrow he's a great actor this is where i start having problems though okay right? well, yeah so we, we we get the the rescue crew coming back in and you find out that this is located in a hive essentially but it's in an under it's an old russian underwater base and this is one of the my favorite things about this entire franchise is how they show the grandeur of or the scope of the labs and this all takes place under the ocean up in siberia and you're in just these massive like pods like there's one of tokyo one of russia one of new york and it's it's just massive and giant a little bit plays back into what you find out in afterlife as well too but yeah you get them coming to you know Albert Wesker is is quote unquote a good guy, which in the back of your head you're like you're so a piece of shit. But I right. guess it's you know my my the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. So, well, I want to say right here, this is where I started having some problems because I was I was like, why are they using Alice clones for experimental purposes underneath this frozen Arctic lake? in the middle of russia and it's it, it it's literally just something a question something i've said about this franchise several times and i'm going to continue to say you're going to ask questions turn your brain off because if you ask too many questions you're not going to have fun well it kind you're of not answers gonna have that fun. question though because you find out at this point Wesker's out and the Red Queen is in. She's running the show. Yes, she has taken over the Umbrella Corporation. She retreads her line. I rolled my eyes at that part. Um you're all going to die down here. I'm like, okay, uh, yeah. yeah we Well, that. but I mean at least the movie knows it's ridiculous and they, that's what I'm saying. Like this is another one of those scenes where I'm getting my thoughts knows out. It's ridiculous. I'm getting my thoughts and... out cuz you wanted Alice this confronts it. She says what we're all thinking. And she's like, yeah, I've heard that before. Exactly. You know? And I was bored and I was yawning and I was throwing up in my own boots. Mm-hmm. I don't even wear boots anymore. I door dash. I'm not construction no more. Oh, my industry dried up. But it, you know what needs to dry it faster is the throw up in my goddamn boots. I was okay. fucking rolling my eyes at this retread shit. Why are they retreading again and again and again? We got characters coming back. We have the fucking same lines coming back. I'm like, movie, give me something different. I was excited at first with the return to the zombies. You were ready, Boss Tuna. You didn't know where I was coming in with this. You were scared after part four because you thought you lost your boy. You might be losing your boy because... 
this franchise might be a dud cud. We'll we'll find out. But I mean, if if we're being honest and in the context of time here, we get the movie follows them through pods. And there's a couple notable ones. I want to talk about the Russian one, because if you want to talk about over the top cheese schlock bullshit, that doesn't make sense. Why are the Russian soldiers like vampire or vampire, like zombies, you know, and they're driving, you get a really cool car chase. I mean, that car chase was cool as fuck. First off, that one scene reminded me of Nazi zombies on Call of Duty. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yes. Right. Or right? if you've ever seen Army or uh oh god Arm de- uh Army or Dead Army trilogy, God bless it, I can't. Oh think my of god! I got dude. the video game. Shut it's the fuck great. up, Tuna. Shut up. <laughs> I, and I'll say that it, it felt like you were in a Fast and Furious movie, but better <laughs> in that car sequence. Because yeah, I'll it say was this: a good one. say say what you want about those movies, they make a lot of money. Some are better than the others, or whatever. They're but fucking actually, awesome. They are, and one of my favorite parts of those movies is number five when they not Tokyo Drift though. Well, hey, obviously, no, it's, it's all right. The worst movie. It's all right. You bro. know what though? This franchise has its Tokyo Drift as well. You know, um, this part four. This, no, right. This is what I'm it's saying, right? <laughs> but with this one, so the Fast and Furious franchise often gets the kind of tagged with the whole thing of like. It's so ridiculous. Oh, they're going to space now. Dude, How I'm far? with it. I'm with it. I only saw no, I saw part you, five and theater. You fucking play into that shit. You play they, into that but, shit. When they, when they drug the bank vault through the streets, I, I was like, it. brilliant. This is the kind of movie this is. I was like, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the dopest one, number five. It's brilliant. And one of the best parts is when they team up and they save the rock because then you see what was once a villain and they all team up kind of the same with what you guys were just talking about in this movie as well. They're doing the same thing where they're changing dynamics of characters and, you know, some of them are fucking, they got shit on their chest or whatever. It's making them fucking do things. Some of them just change sides. Some of them are clones, whatever. But, but one of the main things though, is how over the top, the Fast and Furious franchise gets pegged for being and how ridiculous it is. But I actually think that this movie does it more ridiculous. When you see that car going through the subway, just kind of banging around and shit like that. Like, well, you like jump you to the end, I'm, does? I'm a, oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Well, well, no, like, we, well, well, no but go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, that's that's the Russian pod. So, right. Well, but, but, right. Yeah, go ahead. But the sequence, but the sequences like that, though. I guess um, I'll go back to like kind of a general thought on my bad in, instead of getting. No, you're specifics. good. You're good, Dan. You're, you're the man. But, but with that, but with those type of sequences, I think that they're so ridiculous, but they're so well done in this movie mm-hmm. that it's so fun to watch. And I think when people peg the Fast and Furious thing, no, this is actually what you what you're trying to talk about because it's so. It's so dope to watch and and at the same time equally as ridiculous. I hear you on that. And 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 a lot of movies I watch lately, I'm like, the more ridiculous, the better. Um this movie just I'm I'm throwing up in my mouth right now. I'm not we're not at the end yet, but right now I'm puking in my boots. Um basically the plot is that there's a rendezvous point between Ada and Alice and the rendezvous team consisting of um the people we mentioned earlier leon barry and luther and they, they, there's a few more people that get grouped in here 
but they need to meet in a certain facility. And the rendezvous team that's coming in is planting bombs at the entrance of this Russian underground under lake for facility. I can't, so, I can't emphasize enough how awesome I love those fucking video game cheesy map adaptations. And you're just realizing how vast this facility is. I fucking love yeah. it. I love it. I'm, yeah. I'm on board 100% with all this shit. I think I think the the um nods to the video game like that where they go through the fucking facility or top notch. I love that too. Um we find out that the rendezvous team, no matter what, in two hours' time, and they all synchronize their watches, that they will blow this building up. This is all coming down. They are going to find Alice, but if they fail, it doesn't matter. They're blowing up this entire fucking place. So now we have stakes. We have actual stakes. Um, Leon's team enters the Moscow simulation and they are surrounded immediately by a fucking horde of these zombies. Dude, that chainsaw kill. Oh, oh the chainsaw. Was awesome. Was awesome. It was so bad yeah. because it's like, you know, straight up Austin Powers where he's like, no. <laughs> No, he's got like, you're like, dude, just you've got plenty of time. But yeah, right. it was brutal. Right. I loved it. Yep. What I loved is the next scene. They're like Ada and Alice are going through, like they got to go meet their friends in the Moscow simulation, but they have to go through the suburban simulation first. And yep. Alice and Ada end up encountering Becky, the daughter, the mute the deaf daughter of the, Becker. the original Alice clone from the beginning of the movie. She stayed hidden and guys, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm not even going to hide it for the sake of the fucking review. This shit tugged on my heartstrings. Oh yeah. Big for sure. time, big time. Yeah. When that little girl ran to her and was Mommy, signing with her. Mommy, what happened? You're here. Well, and, and she said, Cancel again. I'm, I'm gonna keep you safe i promise and all that guys i'm not gonna lie if i ain't gonna i'm gonna say it i'll weld up i'll weld up a little bit good yeah, this, this movie that made me well up a little bit and you shut the fuck up because i ain't done talking about how much i'm throwing up in my goddamn boots with this goddamn fucking movie one little part don't fucking discredit the whole rest of the shit Duna. you think four was bad out of your boots been under the person who's puking after watching this bullshit <laughs> <laughs> retribution my ass more like regurgitation <laughs> Resident Evil anyway love it. Okay. anyways so Alice Allison goes back there and after after this is going on um, Jill is coming in with all of her fucking allies right like Jill is the heart of Umbrella at this point she's tracking down Alice uh, the Red Queen is tracking Alice and her cohorts through their whole fucking like um, siege of this underwater Russian umbrella factory of clones because we learn in this movie that the Umbrella Corporation had oh Jaeger shot number three, baby. Uh -oh. Tuna's Ugh. doing it. <laughs> we learn in this movie that the Umbrella Corporation has been creating clones of all kinds of people, not just Alice. But little right. Becky clones, fucking Todd clones, Michelle Rodriguez clones. Yeah. Dude, they've well, been... They, they, they stayed in the movie that they have um, 
like 50, 50 different clones. Oh, yeah. And they're doing it all for just testing purposes, like just to see how someone reacts to a new situation, especially Alice. And I want to say Mama Alice from the opening zombie bedroom scene has a latent badassery to her because she is she is kicking zombie ass accidentally. Yep. But she's Alice. That's why. She ends up dying. Yeah, even though she's a clone, she doesn't have the powers and she doesn't have the fighting. It's still like instinctively, you know. Yeah. That's how that's badass a, Alice is. Well, technically, even OG Alice in this movie doesn't have all her powers. So, you know. Right. Well, and that's a good question to ask because they change from film to film. Like, and now we're going back and forth and back and forth to to literally where every film she either has them or doesn't or now she's got like three-fourths of the powers. Well, I'll say from watching this in episodic order, um, part three, she had them, and then she lost them. At the... We'll save that. But, so, in this movie, she does not have her powers. The, the OG Alice does not have her powers. But she... I want to give a shout-out, I think I did already, to that hallway scene with the lock yeah. and the fucking yeah, gun. Bob. That no. shit is... Excellent. That's excellent. No. So jumping ahead. Um someone save me here. Um because I'm lost I'm lost plague of zombies right now. I, I don't lot, know. I mean, really, it's there's a handful of scenes that at uh, the elevator point, we're just going through the simulations essentially, because you, you do get that little info dump to back up a little bit where Albert Wesker gives us the information we need in that he explains kind of how it all started. He, like he, this is uh, the first movie where we get, he's like, yeah, we did this. Th-. You find out this is the most important of the umbrella laboratories because they're like, right, we right. showed the um, suburbia scene to Russia and they bought the, the, the virus. We yeah. showed the Japanese simulation to China and they bought this. So, I mean, Everybody yes. has it. Boom. That's how it all starts. And this is also it, where I was throwing up in my boots again because this is where it's like, guys, guys, y'all are fucking just regurgitating again plot points from previous films where we're just in a simulation. Alice is in a simulation. We're in a simulation again. Uh, at first, I was on board with like, is this whole movie going to be full of simulations? Then I was like, when that's what I predicted it was going to be, and it became that. Well, you get you get a couple of good scenes, though. Let's be honest. You get the big the big baddie scene in New York City with the two big guys. I thought that was great. But then that was cool. Again, the Russian fucking imperial zombies. I love yes. that scene as well, too. But I mean, we could fast forward to they get to the elevator the bombs blow and it's like, we're getting out of here. And you find out that the, the, what is it? The, the liquor, the liquor is mutated straight out of aliens too, by the way, it's, it's like a big notice. It's straight out of aliens with the pods and shit. Like she captures like a I mean, big Becky nemesis. Might as well be newt. Becky might as well be newt because she's put in a fucking alien pod. Yeah. yeah. So, so the little deaf girl gets captured along, along with like the good Michelle Rodriguez trying to fight, this fucking to me it's like up so i I will just say this though like so like the the creature takes the kid Mm -hmm. and michelle rodriguez 
proceeds to just light the fucking muster up with the kids, like with it. And I'm just That's like, like, yeah. like she's she's trying to give a she, I, I know, but I thought it was hilarious because it was basically like, like you just said, like a fuck that kid. Like, like you just gonna, you're gonna kill the, the girl. Like, all right. Well, see, I thought at this point, right. if I was Alice, I would assume that Becky got eight. She yeah. got it. She got it yeah, right yeah. when the creature yeah, yeah. took her. But she's like, no, she's Becky still alive. got eaten. Yeah. Yeah. But she, she, I, I did like it. that scene too when she was up in those. Uh, it was like, uh, yeah, dude, that was dope. Like, again, practical mixed with everything else this franchise has to offer CGI wise. It's just so fun to look at. Like, that was so dope, you know. It, it was and cool, again, it just didn't make any sense. I, the fuck there, there's the a fuck lot that. of this movie that there's doesn't make sense. Makes no, sense. No. Yeah. I, I, but I know, I, but I even say you, the practical look, I effects, loved it though. I'm just right. saying, like. I'm like, why? Why is there an egg pod? Like, since when do zombies <laughs> fucking have eggs? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> I like, know? I like, I like the practical effects on hand, even if they don't make sense. I like that there's a helicopter. I like that there's a car flipping. I like that there's. Yeah. This is Paul yep. W. Oh, S. Yeah. Anderson yeah. bringing yeah, yeah. his technical know-how and his version, his vision to the franchise back. Yes, there's some wonky CG, but you know what? You gotta let that go sometimes. Fuck. Yeah, Look, you gotta I'm let that go. Ahead, I wish I'm gonna go ahead and let you know for for the time being, the CG was not bad. I thought no. it was really good. That was still fucking bad. ten years ago. That was ten was, years ago. It was right. not bad. <laughs> it was it was it, it was serviceable. One and of the things I'll say many... as far as a fan from the video games is I wish they would have given a little more, you know, quote unquote fan service to um uh, a Barry because I felt like he was kind of swept under the rug a little bit. He did have a pretty epic death because they're running to that giant fucking elevator and they're going to escape. And I mean, it's cheesy as fuck. It's schlocky. It doesn't make sense. He gets like half killed, but before he jumps out, he throws that gun in the air, gets fucking blah, blah, blah. Fucking but I thought it, I thought of you though. And fucking catch it. <laughs> I thought it was pretty fucking sweet though. I thought it was pretty sweet. I thought of, I thought of you because he put that cigar in his mouth and he lit it like he knew this is uh, the end yes. for me, but dude. Oh, okay. Parallel to extinction. Odad fair. It's the same thing. Give him his fucking wacky yep. or whatever the fuck he's got. And boom, I'm going out happy. I'm going out smiling. Yep. I, I love I love all this because homeboy gives himself up. Fucking Luther and Leon escape the flood by going up the fucking door from the like the OG going into the base door. They go up the door. Yeah, they blow the explosives while Alice is trying to cap uh, rescue little girl, deaf girl Becky, and she does. Thank God, that through, Becky. The, through the ventilation system, and they all get out. They all they all get out and. They're on the surface of this ice lake in their snowmobile, chilling out, and they're just driving, and it's all good. And then, boom, when you think the movie's over, it ain't over. And I was praying for this movie to fucking be over, but it ain't over yet. Jill's fucking submarine burst through the fucking ice. That was pretty cool, because they set it up. They set it up, and I was like, fucking A, yes. They they did set it up, and when she came out, I was like, I, I rolled. I threw up in my boots again. That's like the eighth time. 
And then, so Jill comes out blasting, and she looks like a video game character. She's like, back and forth. Well, Michelle Rodriguez takes the Los Plagos or whatever strain, which is straight out of, I want to say it's Resident Evil 4, and she becomes OP as fuck, as Tibu would say. But that's right out of the video game. So again, fan service, love it. Mm -hmm. They they have a show. She's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The only thing I didn't like is that, like, she didn't really show any zombie qualities other than she could, like, heal very fast. Very fast. She gets shot up yeah, and but she's just, like, zombie. spitting bullets out her fingertips. It's fucking it's, dope. Yeah, it's it's not zombie. It's it's oh, the, the mutation. Cool. It's similar to fucking Jorah Mormont, you know. Yeah, I know, but he, he fucking became creature-like. Yeah, that, but that's why they call this one the Lost Plagos. Yeah, in, in I, the movie. I, I, so I mean, it's straight up. She could. It's she like, could it's have like, grown it's like COVID, bro. There's all kinds of strains. Right. It don't yeah. matter what you're doing this week. Yeah. She still can't year. fucking taste salt water, right? Even though she's swimming around the fucking Siberian Atlantic or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. So <laughs> the final encounter of this movie is you get fucking Michelle Rodriguez going up against Luther and Leon, and you get Alice versus jill valentine and this is a beat down for jill they all get fucked up yeah you get that like mortal combat type fucking fight yeah ribs are breaking dude and and fucking boris you get the the x-ray vision sad dude it's sad like i liked him dude and then like yeah like how many times you see in a movie like someone dies with their eyes open you're like oh fuck that's 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 heavy that's heavy <laughs> right, and you said Mortal Kombat, like it, it felt like Mortal Kombat too, like in in a lot of ways. Uh, that last sequence, it's always interesting to see who they pair up. You know what I mean? And you just said the 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 two fights, and I thought that was fucking fantastic. I wasn't sure in the beginning. I'm like, all right, how's this really gonna play out? And then it did, and I was like, all right, that was dope. Because at that point, I was kind of on the fence in terms of like. I always get to this point, like I saw fucking Oppenheimer, dude. Yo, I fell asleep three times during that bitch. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just, that was just me personally. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I could not do it. It was just fucking, oh my God. So a movie (laughs) like this, though, it it kept me pretty fucking engaged. The entertainment value was there, yeah. 100%. And I'm like, this is where, you know, depending on how long this goes on, um, this is where it could kind of make or break kind of the finale. And when I say the finale, the, the end before the end stinger, like right. all these yep. fucking movies, I, I call it, you know what I mean? Just like, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's yeah, this is the end. And then we get the stinger a yep. minute later or whatever, a couple of minutes. Right. Later. Which are fantastic in their own right. But like, yeah, I was like very kind of not on the fence, but I'm like, all right, we'll see how this goes because in my eyes, that would determine kind of a big chunk of the movie. It's basically how it can you stick the landing, you know? And and I thought with this fight sequence, it was fucking serviceable as hell. Like, I enjoyed it. I felt like it built to it. I had a lot of logic questions leading up to this, which I have to dismiss when I grade this franchise on a scale because I know these are not logic-based movies. And we've covered non-logic-based movies many times. I know how to rate these. This movie, I had a lot of logic-based questions, including towards the end, when I'm like, so the whole time, you could have ripped that scarab off her chest and Jill would have been your friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. (laughs) 
big yeah. fuck up, big because, major fuck yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have to set that aside because that'll ruin the entire fucking franchise for you, uh, especially. But I'm I'm gonna admit this though, when I didn't realize it until she did it, I'll admit that. I didn't. I didn't see it I mean, until I'm she did go it. Ahead and say, even though it happened in the previous movie. Yeah, but throughout the movie, if there was never really a moment where she could have ripped the, the scarab off, they were never really close. That's a good point. They, That's a good. They point. Got, the whole fight. The right. whole fight until the well, end. They were close. I, I, yeah, but she also had a fucking before, goddamn right. six but, foot staff too to yes, keep distance. Yes. You know? No, I'm gonna you, I'm gonna you, I'm gonna throw up in my boots for you, the ninth time. No, you you need to you need to swallow that throw up, bro. No, because I the puked. entire movie she never had a chance to remove the scare. Don't and agree. They were fighting, Don't and agree. she's a badass. So I agree hot. with that. I agree, she's a badass. Yeah. But okay, she nah, could have ripped it off, and then you'd have nah, a very nah, anticlimactic you, fight scene. But nah, yep, the fight yeah, scene yep. was epic. It was fucking great. Alice love, gets her ass kicked, but at the very end, she rips a scarab off, and then fucking jill gets her shit together in the meantime luther and leon are getting their shit pushed in by yeah, michelle one's got a broken Crane. arm yeah oh dude yeah broken arm fucking one, getting his one dies dad thrown against them yeah fucking but heart stops i love i love how it circles back to the first scene in the entire film with the water scene where you get alice in the water and it oh. ends the battle ends with Jill throwing a fucking pistol over. She shoots. You get the zombie. The the fucking crazy Russian zombies come up, drag her down. Which yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't think that she gets eaten by the zombies. I think she just got drugged down to the bottom, and like she's just like to this day still walking around Siberia. <laughs> like, kind of I, I, I dreaded her her fate. Like when 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 Alice shoots the ice out around the mean Michelle Rodriguez who earned her second title placement, I'd say, in this film. Um, She, yeah, when they are all coming up, that shit is fucking dope looking, dude. When all the zombies are coming up to get her. That that was a great scene. A great scene. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. We get that epic battle scene, and then we get the stinger. Dan, Dan Chase, talk about the stinger. I know you've you've mentioned that a couple times here. So she goes (laughs) fucking... I love, dude. The one thing I love in movies is like the the dystopian look of like the White House and how it like yeah yeah taken over. Olympus this, has fallen, um, by the way. Yes, just all hell is fucking broken loose. I'm gonna say it horribly as as like a general wrap up uh, person, but uh, whoever that fucking dude was that she's been battling. He's just in the fucking president's fucking seat. Like, of course. Yeah. And yeah. like that I loved. And just, it just keeps getting better from that. Like, they, yeah. oh, man. Alice yeah. comes in. Wesker is sitting behind the president's seat. And he's in like, the Oval listen. Office, or as Bill Clinton calls it, oh, the oral office. <laughs> he, he's basically telling her, you are the weapon. He injects her with the yeah. Las Plagueis fucking, the, the, yeah. the, the serum, the virus, whatever it is gives her her powers back and says you are the weapon and they go out to the balcony with all of the remaining citizens and people of the human race fighting off hordes and legions of fucking fucking abominations yeah yeah 
the doors are being knocked down by the demons on the it's, Joe Blow it, Horror Show. It's, it's and Alice right. is the defender. She's Dude, the Brian weapon. House Zombie probably nutted when he saw this because it's straight out of Legion. It's just you get these flying freaks. Dude. Just, fucking just hell has opened up. Mm-hmm. That reminded me of the Battle of Helm's Deep, like on, on fucking steroids. Like I was like, yo, like that one shot, it, it's gotten progressively, you know, bigger and they've teased some cool stuff. But my my first thought is how the fuck are they going to follow this with the movie? Like, is the next movie just going to be fucking dragons? Like, what were those flying things? Like, what the <laughs> yeah, fuck? Like, yeah. what are they fighting in the next one? And, well, like, what you I didn't know is that this is a prequel man. to A Game of Thrones because Jorah yeah, Mormont right. shows up and Khaleesi. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wondered the same thing, though, Dan. I was like, how the fuck are they going to follow this shit? This cliffhanger is next level. It's so dope. And doesn't he inject her with the powers again? Yeah. 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 yeah like super fast. He uses yeah. his super speed and he's like, bam, you are the weapon, Mitch. And yeah. she's like, what did you right. do to me? Yeah. But and then <laughs> and a few this... seconds she later, she's like walking out with him, like, oh no, you say, okay, where, where, where are we going? Oh, right. we're on the balcony. They're, well, they're, cool. they're on the side of humanity. Humanity's last stand. Yeah. This is where the yeah. movie ends. It's all yeah. the rest of humanity versus this horde of fucking T virus fucking ab- ab- abominations. This is yep. it, it's 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 all or nothing now. And now we're at the end of the fucking summer under the umbrella. The end of the franchise is coming up. Boom. Yeah. Yep. And and during that one shot too, that as they're pulling back, one of my favorites is the helicopter that fucking goes down. Yeah, I saw you that. Too. Oh, dude, yeah. you just like, following it. You're like, yeah, go. There, there's go, like two million dollars, two million, like two hundred million dollars. But yeah, right. Boss <laughs> Tuna is right. gonna go first here with final thoughts and ratings because everybody knows where I am gonna fall with this one here. So, Resident Evil Retribution. Final thoughts and ratings. I loved, again, to recap and just reiterate what I said before is I loved how this kind of got back to what I call the roots of the franchise, where you've got a tight, small location story, and you essentially have an escape story again. It's back to the first film where you've got a handful of characters trying to escape to get out of a small location. So although... You know, we had the hive in the first film. We've got the the Russian fucking sub base, whatever, in this one here. I really loved how they brought some old faces back because a handful of years had passed between Resident Evil Retribution and the last one that we talked about. I I I just having Oded Fair, Michelle Rodriguez come back. I know Tibu was dogging on having them come back, but I thought they did it very cleverly. And they did it in a very tasteful way because you had just that scene when Alice walked, we didn't talk about it, but Alice walks into the, I don't even know what you call it, the fucking kitchen of the cloning, where there's just thousands of clones in there. And she's like, so you're not, you're not mommy. And yeah. you're like, oh my God, it's a clone, but it's still a fucking person. It's a human. Yeah. And it's, it's a pretty powerful scene. And mm-hmm. you get that dichotomy in, in, everything of mother and daughter and whatever. So I thought that was a very pertinent scene and it was pretty powerful. I love the characters. I love the story. I thought that this did have a plot. I thought that the last couple of films, the plot was pretty thin, but I love the plot of this one here. 
the practicality, the effects. I love the CGI in this one because it was exponentially better. The wire work was a lot better. Entertainment value. Okay, I'm basing this review, this rating on the entertainment value. It was it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. It was action-packed. It was fast-paced. I love this. This is back up to an 8.75, Mother Truckers, Resident cool. Retribution. Yeah. That was a solid ass review, son. Uh Fuck Dan Stone or Dan Stone. <laughs> Man Chase. Dan Chase. What do you got, buddy? <laughs> um, so first off, uh, I will reiterate everything that you just said. Um, and also to add to that, um, I just thought it was a it was a compilation of what this franchise is up until this point but done very well. And that's the important thing, right? You just, you want something that's palatable. You want a fun movie because that's what this franchise is known for. It's over the top action. Um, we're, we're, we're going down the well and, and, you know, it's, it's odd because you go back to this place and, and at times it feels like it's a little played out, you know, uh, one, the, the other one in Vegas, you had Mike Epps and he's sitting there talking about weed and shit like that. I'm the biggest Mike Epps fan. I yes. love that movie. Like, I love Mike Epps. At the same time, there was no Mike Epps in this movie. There's no, there's no fat on this movie. Like, the fat is trimmed. It's very to the point. It's very much, th- this is what we're doing. And at the end, like you had said before, there are actually stakes. They're blowing this motherfucker up finally. It felt like in some of the other installments, it's like, fucking, you ever see like 1408? Oh, like, yeah. I'm, oh, no, we're like, we're still in the fucking hotel. Like, again. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how many times can you do that where it just gets frustrating? Like, how many times... Can you fucking wake up from a dream or whatever? Like, what is this inception? Uh, but but we're finally <laughs> at 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 a good place in the franchise, and and it was just so fucking fun. Like you said, the cinematography was fire. The action scenes, that fucking hallway scene, it reminded me of like old boy, old boy, or like a daredevil hallway scene almost. It was just, yeah. it was there, it was their version of that. It was it was light, bright, over the top, but it was fire and you know if you think about it there's only a a handful of directors that can pull movies like this off meaning like high high fucking budget lots of fucking money cg all these things to come together obviously you got your your james cameron's and shit like that but like people that really contribute something artistically. And I think that this dude really does that with these movies. He puts his own fucking spin on it. He puts his own fucking, I I think the gore mixed with the CGI, it's all fucking great. Like there's so many times where you see fucking just great fucking, you see the drool on it and, and you can just, it feels visceral and it's like, oh, we're like in a fucking horror movie. And then she fucking does like a triple flip and it's like a <laughs> Resident Evil movie. But yeah, yeah. that is the fun of this franchise. I think this is pretty much the best of the franchise in my eyes. I give it a nine out of 10. I think it's fucking fantastic. Damn. Nice. And nice. she looks damn good in those fucking pants. Yes, she does. Yes, sir. Like, yes, I know sir. that's a given. I know we said yeah. you say that in every other one and you write in those, but to take that away from her. I'm and, the and only one defending her at this point, I think. Maybe Barcelona, <laughs> but I, I've been defending oh, no, no, I've been defending me. Mila all the way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ila. T Reb, what do you got, buddy? I want to go last. Okay. T Boo, what do you got, buddy? So I've been puking in my boots all night and I've been lying my ass off all night. Fucker. You honey dickin' son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. I think this is my favorite movie of the whole franchise. Oh fuck. I was gonna say, when you said you're puking in your boots, I'm like, this isn't making any sense. It made no sense to me. I'm like, this is not adding up. Yeah. I love this movie. This did a whole turnaround from part four, and I'm so happy for it. I love the practical effects. I love Paul W.S. Anderson. My hat's off to you, sir, for fucking doing the goddamn thing and bringing the action back to this. The the opening scene alone, the backwards, forwards, so beautiful. And every subsequent scene, like the zombie scene, everything in this movie had a part to play. And the story was good. And I'm I'm getting the goose I'm getting the free songs right now because I'm getting the goosebumps. <laughs> I'm with Dan on this one. This is a nine. This is a nine point five out of ten. This is my favorite of the whole franchise. I love this movie. I think it's so dope. Yeah. I'm so glad that it brought me back up because I was low on the last one. I was low. <laughs> I was like, oh, part four sucked. It didn't suck. But it was a a little it above a average, down. but it was, it, it was a letdown for sure. Right. This movie brought me back hardcore, yeah. and I Dang. loved it more than part one. This movie is fucking God, dope. Okay. okay. Wow. This movie is so dope, and I hope the final movie brings me home. I'm looking forward to it, and I really hope it delivers, man, because yep. God damn. I don't know this if whole you know, thing was so the struggle dope. it is when you've got a P, you're at like a nine out of ten, but then you get an erection. I I, I don't know what to do with myself right now, but I'm <laughs> so excited. I'm so excited. T Rev, what do you got, buddy? Bring us yeah. home. Yeah, hold on. I got I gotta get ready. Hold on, hold on. Oh my god, you let's, better hurry up and get ready because I'm full. Let's change let's right change now, let's change the name. Get it ready. Oh. <laughs> All right. So first off, now y'all see why I requested to do five, like yes. right off the bat. Yeah. As soon yes. as he was like, "Hey, which movie?" I was like, five, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I want to do five because it's awesome, right?" I got five on it. So, 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 so let's 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 re- let's rewind a little bit. Um, Resident Evil One. It's a fucking ten. Okay, Whoa. it's a fucking ten. Resident yeah, Evil Two. Boom. Resident Evil 2, it's a fucking 10. Fuck everybody. Okay? Oh, shit. Resident Evil 3. Resident Evil 3, it's a fucking 10. Oh. I, yeah, bitch. God. Resident Evil 4, Damn. you can suck my dick twice. It's a fucking 10. Oh. Fuck y'all. Okay? Oh, okay? I just wanted to let you know, right? Resident Evil 5 is a fucking 10. Boom. It is a 10, son. Shit. It might be a fucking That's... 11, but it's a 10. Okay? A 10. I get look, you could have gripes all day and and I, I understand and I even had a couple, but I rewatched the majority of these fucking movies in the last two days, and there was not one time where I was bored or looking at my phone or thinking about anything else. I was excited, right. and then I would finish one and I would be like, I am excited to see the next one, yes. even though I've already fucking seen it. 
even though right. I've already fucking seen it, I wanted to watch it again. And yeah. I, I, I've listened to I've listened to all the Joe Blow episodes. I've heard everything I had to say about it. And, and look, you're, like I said, y'all, y'all have some valid points. But fuck y'all, they're all great. <laughs> you have to enjoy it for what it don't is. Give up. And, and and what I like about Five, as I said earlier, is because it leans all the way into the video game motif, and I am fucking here for it, son. I am here for it. Can't wait for the next movie. Yes, <laughs> dude. You, yes. I, I didn't think I was gonna come in this high, and I, I honestly, after part four, I was I was scared. But after seeing this movie, this is my favorite one. This no. is my yes. favorite one. Yes. Like part five is so fucking good. Yes, this movie brought yes. the practical effects, the score. There was a lot of guitar heavy shit on this score. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Like yep. reverberating, whether no matter what it distorted, at, it was at the guitar end, heavy. The fucking bass, like I watched this right, twice. right. I watched this again last night, and I had to fucking turn it down because, like, when it ramps up <laughs> at the end, that bass was coming through. I was like, yeah. "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wake yeah. my fucking family." Up. It was so good, <laughs> dude. Part five is fucking awesome. This is my favorite one so far, and Trev giving a ten out of ten. Cause damn, I love it. I could watch it again right now. I could. I could watch it again. One thing I'll tell everybody is that the entertainment value on these films are through the roof. Like, is this a 10 the same that, you know, fucking, I don't know, Hereditary, for example, for me is? No, it's not. Mm. But when when you just, you know, can can subjectively, I'll say, rate it on entertainment value, Mm -hmm. this fucking checks the boxes. But I, 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 I... I am the fucking lowest rated on this, and it makes me want to throw up in my boots. So, uh, <laughs> I, I don't Dude, even know. This movie, I don't even know what to say. The, right now. It's the best. Of I the love franchise this movie so far to me. This God, movie's dope. Bless it. There's no denying that this movie. Oh man, this movie is so good. I I love it, dude. I rewatched it again today to just watch oh, wow. it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to Gary Herring. I hope you fucking fucking choke on your your fucking contact lenses next time you get your <laughs> eyes, eyes injected jay Herring's no, busy choking on something else yeah oh is. yeah oh yeah, yeah that he's, is he's deep he's deep throating tibu's <laughs> fucking big cockles because he owes me a pack of cigarettes <laughs> yeah yeah that's and i'm no, waiting for it when i was watching <laughs> when i was watching this movie though i literally said to myself out loud i was just like this movie has no right being this fucking good because, like, mm-hmm. I, in, in my <laughs> eyes, they hadn't been up until that point. Not to say that they weren't fucking good because I really do enjoy this franchise a lot. I really do. But this was definitely the best of them all. Like, this shit was just, it was like a greatest hits compilation done right. Done yep. fucking right. It was, it was great. It. I love it. What a fucking fun time. All right, uh, Mr. Dan Chase, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, it's oh, about man. time we get you back on. And yeah, right. where can our listeners find you? I know you and Lacey do a lot of great stuff. And we're already in August, and everybody knows once the state fair is over, it's fucking fall and pumpkin time. So yes. you guys have an awesome fall slate of shows every year. So tell our yes, listeners sir. where they can find you guys. Uh, that is cut to the chase. Uh, we're on all the platforms, uh, basically. Um, yeah, we're, we're getting into all the Halloween stuff now. Um, we're, we're doing episodes of Treehouse of Horror for the Simpsons, which 
hopefully if you want to come on, sir, we'll have you on as a guest to uh, do do a couple commentaries. Absolutely. Be there. Uh, and yeah, we we just do uh, we we do our Halloween episodes, which are a lot of fun. We got guests for that. We go right into the Christmas stuff come November, as far as recording for December. So basically, the second half of the year is just a holiday filled blast between Halloween be. and Christmas. Right? That's what it's all about, man. Like there there are definitely there is definitely a time and a place for a lot of other things. But when it comes to the fucking mecca of it all, uh, yeah, we like to carve out some time, no pun intended, um, for that. But yeah, man, uh, all of that is under the uh, Cut to the Chase umbrella. Lacey Lou's doing her all-female podcast with the Slumber Party Massacre. She does uh, The Last 20 as well, where they uh, basically watch the last 20 minutes of a movie and commentate over that as well. Uh, she's got a lot of interviews that we've been releasing for Fantasia. That's been a lot of fun covering that. We got our coverage show for that coming out. Dude, some fucking great movies in that. One was called Manhole. Dude just falls in a manhole and that's the movie he's trying to get out. It's fucking awesome. No it's shit. a, uh, yeah, that's a good one that, that came out of Fantasia. So that movie's featured on our wrap-up show, which has a bunch of cool stuff on it. So, yeah, just trying to put out as much content as possible under that uh, under that cut-to-the-chase umbrella. Also, no pun intended. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the summer under the umbrella. Mr. Trevor Blanchard, our fans are very well-versed in your escapades and sexcapades, but <laughs> remind them, where can they find you? All right, you can find me on Facebook. You, I have my own page on the nightclubs Discord called Fixie's Playground. Uh, the name of my podcast is Fixie's Playground. Um, you could find it on Spotify, Podbean, um, fucking Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, pretty much like all the major shit. Like you can find it. Um, if you join the page on Facebook, I usually post links to the Podbean episodes themselves, so you can just watch them there if you have to. Um, they are widely available. Um, you can also catch me here on the Joe Blow every once in a while because I, I do guest appearances. The Nightclub, I'm on there. Uh, I actually will be recording an episode with Travis tomorrow on there, so that should be fun. And then um, Sunday, I am guest spotting on Shuttle the Pod, so I will be there too. So, um, you know, I, I, I fly around, um, Fixie's Playground is kind of a, a, a smorgasbord of everything kind of podcast. We do horror, we do movie reviews, we do sports, we do, uh, politics. I haven't done a religion episode yet. I might have to do that one day. Um, but we get into some serious stuff. We get into some not serious stuff. I have some episodes that I like to call Fixie's Fuckabouts where we all just get together and get drunk and have a good time. So, nice. um, y'all are welcome to join. If uh, you ever want to get on, sir, um, you're more than welcome to, to be a guest. Uh, I kind of do interview styles with the one-on-ones, so it'd be kind of a get-to-know-you kind of thing. It's, it's very much like know. Joe Rogan. Yeah. Kind of. It's Absolutely. kind of like Joe Rogan. Yeah. That's great, man. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Make sure you guys check out the nightclub. Oh, Travis is back. So make sure you guys check out the nightclub podcast, but also stay tuned because we have one more left in 
the Paul W.S. Anderson franchise, but I'll give a little spoiler here. We've had enough of, I'll say, feedback to cover Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, where we're adding that to the list. So I got another special guest for that, and we are including that in the... I'll say the Resident Evil retrospective, even though even though it's more of a reboot. But anyways, the final chapter will be coming at you very soon within the next week. And then we'll be finishing off with Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. But with that, folks, I hope it was as good for you as it was for Man Chase, Honey <laughs> Hair Tibu, and T-Rev. Boom! Mm, that was incredible. Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better. I've had better? I hate you for the sacrifices you made for me. You for every time you ever bled for me. I hate you for the way you smile when you look at me. I hate you for never taking control of me. I hate you for always saving me from myself. I hate you for always choosing me and not someone else. I hate you for always pulling me back from the edge. I hate you for every god war you ever took from me I love the